Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Today we're going to be talking about one of my, truly one of my favorite things, and that is tea. And I write about tea often on PCOS Diva, whether it's green tea or um, chamomile tea, spearmint tea, licorice tea, you know, all of, all of those teas um, and more are very beneficial for women with PCOS. And I've recently discovered a brand of tea that I'm absolutely in love with. They're tea crystals that make it really easy to add tea into your lifestyle. And so there's so many benefits to tea that I wanted to bring on um, a tea expert to talk a little bit more about it. And um, I want to welcome Simon. He is the um, CEO of Peak Tea, and he has really a, a great story about how tea has helped him heal. Um, so welcome, Simon Chang, to the PCOS Diva podcast. Thank you very much, Amy. It's an, it's an honor to be here, and I'm so pleased to be able to, um, to tell my story to everyone. So I want to tell everyone that you um, are actually a member of the Harvard School of Public Health's Nutrition Roundtable. Um, you earned your undergraduate and master's degrees from Harvard and Stanford, um, but you also sort of fell into this world of tea, and I would love it if you would share your story with us. Absolutely. So I actually grew up in Hong Kong um, till I was in my mid-teens. Um, thereafter, I came to the U.S., um, and the moment I got here, you know, life got very, very um, intense for me, trying to get into the top schools, trying to do all the right things. Um, when I graduated, you know, I, I was, you know, kind of in that rat race trying to get the best job that was the highest paying and the most competitive. And I literally spent, um, you know, a good 15 years of my life in this race. Um, and from my 20s to my 30s, um, well, exactly from 20 to 30, I had a decade of really terrible health. Um, you know, each year I had about two or three uh, different um, respiratory infections, so either a sinus infection or a throat infection or some sort of a cough. And, you know, every time I went to see the doctor, I was prescribed antibiotics to cure it with absolutely no attention paid to, you know, why am I getting sick all the time? 
and are these antibiotics actually good for me? And so during those two years, those problems blossomed into you know, skin issues, skin allergies, acne. Um, and then believe it or not, my lungs, both my lungs collapsed in those 10 years. I had to get um, operations to fix both of them. So I have staples in both my lungs now. And even then, the dots didn't connect for me, um, even though all my infections were respiratory. And then finally, when I turned 30, my doctor told me I had sleep apnea. And, you know, he said that, well, you know, you're young, you should get the surgery, you think about your, your personal life, um, you know, you don't want to have to use a, a CPAP machine when you sleep. And I said, okay, you know, you're the doctor, I'm sure you're right. You know, I was brought up to, to, to listen to my doctor. And so I did the complete works of the surgery where they removed um, parts of my soft palate, they removed my tonsils, they, they removed parts of my nasal turbinates, which is a soft tissue, a, a soft uh, ligament in your nose. And the worst thing they did was they moved my tongue forward. And, and they did this by cutting a hole in my jawbone, sawing a hole in it, and then, you know, taking that piece of bone, which is connected to a tendon on my tongue and, and kind of shifted the position of it. Well, the surgery was a complete flop. Um, it, you know, my, my sleep apnea was not any better. In fact, it was worse from all the scar tissue. And I got a jawbone infection from this, um, from this very invasive surgery that required two and a half months of intravenous broad spectrum antibiotics to cure. And from that day onwards, I realized that, you know, I could no longer, I could no longer listen to what the doctor told me. It was the biggest wake up call I've kind of ever had and really forced me to look at the past 10 years of my life. Um, and, uh, and actually that started off a, a kind of a year long journey of mine to learn everything I possibly could about how to heal myself outside the, um, the world of medicine. And so I delved into traditional Chinese medicine. I delved, I've delved into kind of herbology, um, into medicinal breath work or qigong meditation, which is something I, I practice a great deal, um, and really fix myself. And, you know, I have to say that I've never felt better. Um, I never felt more inspired. Um, that's when I discovered the, the incredible power of tea um, and developed the idea to start peak um, tea crystals and, uh, you know, one thing led to another where, you know, I've basically become a huge advocate um, in, in kind of, you know, natural remedies to prevention and to health management. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm one of the, I'm probably the youngest member on the Harvard School of Public Health Nutrition Roundtable. Uh, that's, you know, it's such an amazing story. Um, there's so many women with PCOS who have sleep apnea, too. That's kind of one of the um, symptoms of PCOS. And I honestly have never heard of, of such a crazy invasive surgery for it. I didn't realize that that was, um, kind of like a form of treatment, but you know, as women listening, uh, we know what it's like to sort of listen to the doctor and take their advice, um, without any questions. And it kind of, um, and for me and in those, you know, listening to PCOS Diva podcast regularly, you've heard my story. And, um, you know, I think that a lot of us have um, gone down the, the route of mainstream medical um, solutions and um, have been sort of disenchanted and it's only made things worse for us. And so, you know, looking for alternative remedies and you mentioned um, Chinese medicine and herbs and tea, and it really, um, the NT has made such a huge difference in my life um, in terms of metabolism and um, it helps reduce my anxiety. Um, 
and, and that's one of the reasons that I drink matcha tea. And now your peak crystal matcha tea, your, your peak brand matcha tea every morning, um, it really helps with my stress and anxiety. Um, and it's just so much better for me, um, like mind, body, and spirit than, than my caffeinated coffee was every day. Um, and I really that that shift, and we can talk about the benefits of matcha. Um, but I I would um, like it if you just sort of started off with talking about um, tea and metabolism. So for most of us with PCOS, we have um, insulin resistance and blood sugar issues, and um, and also dysregulation with some of our um, like appetite hormones. And I know that tea can make a, a big difference in all those things and was um, hoping that you could share some of um, your findings. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, in fact, if I had to look back on those 10 years, I would say that chronic stress was really the root cause of, um, you know, all my health problems. Uh, it, it kind of, you know, destroyed my immunity, um, which led to all the infections that I got. Those infections led to a weakening of, um, you know, my respiratory system overall. Um, if you look at it from a holistic point of view, it all really leads back to chronic stress. And you're exactly right, Amy. Tea has an incredible impact. And I was drinking three double espressos a day, by the way, at, at that point for 10 straight years. Um, you know, tea has an incredible impact on our stress levels. Um, and, you know, as, as I'm sure you know, and, and a lot of your, your community already is, is well aware, you know, managing that chronic, chronic stress has got everything to do with, the, you know, the entire system of hormone regulation um, in your body. Um, and so the way tea plays a, a, an impact on that is that, the, the, first of all, the caffeine that's in tea is time-released over a, a four to six-hour period. So time release, I mean, it's like, you know, eating a vitamin C that's time release, little, little doses of that caffeine get released over a, a much longer period, whereas in coffee, it kind of all hits you at once, right? So you can imagine the kind of stimulation you get from, you know, a, a humongous amount, you know, 200 milligrams, 300 milligrams of coffee kind of just knocking you over in, within, you know, 10 minutes versus something that's, you know, probably the same, maybe a little bit weaker, depending on the tea that's drawn out over four to six hours. So you completely eliminate the kind of huge peaks and troughs in energy and the corresponding effects that it may have on your nervous system as far as the cortisol, the adrenaline that's produced. Um, so, you know, the, the adrenal fatigue is, is much likely to be lower. The second thing about tea is that, and especially in, in the case of matcha, it has high levels of L-theanine. Um, tea is the only plant in the world that's been identified to contain L-theanine, and it's an amino acid that actually helps calm you. Um, studies show that it actually helps your brain enter an alpha state, and alpha is basically the state that you're in when you're in the so-called flow, um, when you're in the flow. So, you know, Picasso painting a painting, you know, Mozart, you know, con you know composing a piece. Michael Phelps, you know, doing that gold lap, they're all in the zone, they're all in the flow, and they're kind of in that alpha brainwave mode. It is kind of the, the step that precedes um, a, a deep meditative state. And so, you know, people always say try to be present and this and that. That's basically being an alpha state, and tea actually facilitates that. Um, and this is the reason monks have been drinking tea and meditating for, for hundreds of years. 
Um, and the, the reason matcha has a higher level of L-theanine is because it's specifically um, grown uh, for this purpose. And it's not because hundreds of years ago, people thought, oh, we need L-theanine. Let's specifically grow it like this. It's actually because people love the flavor of it. Um, when you drink a ceremonial grade matcha or high grade matcha, you'll, you'll get a much higher level of a savory taste. Um, some call it an umami taste. And it has this kind of rich, creamy, savory taste. And that's what, you know, the tea masters and the schools of tea ceremony in Japan always coveted in their matcha. Well, it just so happens that the way to get that flavor is to jack up the level of amino acids um, inside the tea. You know, many of you may have tried liquid aminos um, and it tastes like soy sauce. And that, that, that's kind of what the, the, the flavor profile people are going for in matcha. And the way to do that, case you're curious is to just shade the matcha so when they're still plants and they're growing you shade them for a long period prior to plucking the leaves and that actually um, leads the plant to create much higher levels of amino acids yeah and i've read that it's up to five times um, more l-theanine than um, just over conventional green tea it can be, um, and the only way to really tell is to, you know, kind of taste how much umami flavor is in there. Generally, if you're buying a legitimate matcha um, that's so-called ceremonial grade, that's truly ceremonial grade, it has to pass certain parameters for um, shading. So, for example, our sun goddess matcha is a very, very high-grade matcha that's ceremonial grade that has a specific number of days that it's shaded for. Um, and so, you know, there, there is no clear distinction for ceremonial grade, unfortunately, but if you buy something from Japan that is ceremonial grade, it should have a minimal requirement for how long it's shaded for. Um, and, you know, on, on this note, I will also add that the purity of the tea you're drinking is, is critically important. Uh, you know, one of the reasons we started Peak was because of the, you know, high level of toxins that are in tea leaves. It's one of the most polluted plants out there, agricultural products, unfortunately. Um, and there's a, a humongous use of pesticides. Tea is a plant that also tends to um, um, absorb a lot of heavy metals. And tea that is old and sitting around tends to have high levels of mycotoxins. And so, you know, at peak, we screen for all three of those, heavy metals, pesticides, and mycotoxins, which is toxic mold. Um, and with the sun goddess, we also screen for radioactive isotopes because it's from Japan. So there's and, a, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that was very important to me, like looking for a good matcha, you know, because you're ingesting the tea leaves. Um, so absolutely. Yeah. And, and with just, regularity. Right. And, and to be clear, too, the, um, the matcha that you get at Starbucks in your matcha tea latte, it, it's not, it, it is not the same grade as um, what you really want to be looking for, um, you know, to, to safely consume on a regular basis. I, I, that's my opinion. Definitely not. I don't think anyone, frankly, should be drinking tea that isn't organic at, at the least. Um, you know, again, tea is one of the most heavily tainted, pesticide-tainted crops out there. And, and, the, and the thing about tea is that it's not like, you know, it's not like blueberries, right? Like blueberries, maybe you eat it every day. Like most people don't, right? Kale, you may not eat it every day. But tea is something that if you really want to experience the health benefits, you're drinking it at least once a day, you know, possibly three to 10 times a day, which is what a lot of, um, you know, our customers do. And, 
you know, when you're, when you're consuming something like that with that, uh, in, in that quantity and that, and that regularity, then the purity becomes, you know, it's as important as the purity of your water. So the other thing with women with PCOS, you know, we have a lot of inflammation. Um, and as I mentioned, we have a lot of blood sugar issues, um, cholesterol issues. Um, and, you know, I find that the, the green tea, you know, you'll often see green tea extracts and different um, supplements. Um, maybe you could tell us a, a little bit more outside of, uh, you know, this, this stress the relaxation qualities of green tea and matcha tea, what other benefits can we expect? Yeah, I mean, I think that there are a lot of studies that have been done um, on, on tea and, and metabolism, um, certainly on, on blood sugars. Uh, you know, I, I would say that, you know, tea is probably one of the most studied plants out there. And there's certainly, you know, no shortage of supporting evidence for what it can and, and kind of can't do. Um, I will say that, you know, in addition to that, I think something that is truly very important here is really management of that stress, stress axis, right? So the whole, you know, autonomic um, nervous system, the flight or fight versus the, the rest and digest, um, you know, to the extent tea can help calm you, so that you can turn on the, the rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system and kind of shut down or at least manage down the flight or fight response, um, you know, that's going to have far ranging impacts, uh, not just on your digestion, because your digestion shuts down in flight or fight, but even things like, um, you know, sugar, you know, how, how your body processes sugar, um, you know, how it regulates hormone, all of these things are so related to that, to that stress. Yeah, and that's that's so important for for those of us with PCOS because we are already at higher stress levels. Our you know, we have higher cortisol levels than women without PCOS just to begin with. Um, and stress, exactly. Yeah, as as you had mentioned earlier, it um, can really disrupt hormones, and it just disrupts that sort of hormone cascade um, and causes. Um, progesterone to to be lower and thyroid hormone to be lower um oh, absolutely yeah it just really wreaks havoc i think that for me the the tea, the, the tea really helps center me um before i kind of start my day uh it really makes a difference i also just yeah. wanted to mention too the um the antioxidant um values in matcha tea are really high. Um, you know, if you're looking at this ORAC rating or the oxygen radical absorbance capacity of green tea and um, compared to other foods, like, um, for example, pomegranates are at like um, 105 units per gram. And green tea or matcha tea can have over 1,300 ORAC units per gram gram so it's just it's a great source of antioxidants too yeah absolutely i think that the you know the, the oxidative capacity of matcha is certainly very very high um you know there is there is a, a a misconception that you know we should probably clarify and it's related to the number of catechins in matcha mm -hmm. um and so a lot of there are a lot of claims that matcha has like 138 times the catechins which is a green tea a specific green tea antioxidant 
than, than other green teas. And this is, you know, based on a, on a study that is very often misquoted um, and based on, um, you know, in, you know, in unfair stu- comp- comparisons of matcha and other kind of very commercial low-grade green teas. The, the fundamental thing about this is, is, um, is not so much to do with the study, but just the, the physical process of creating high levels of L-theanine or those amino acids. Um, it, it's by, you know, by, math, by ma- a mathematical relationship implies that there has to be less catechins. Because the, the, the chemical relationship is that catechins are actually converted into L-theanine. Um, and so, you know, the more L-theanine you have, the less catechins you, you can have. So it's like, it's like someone saying that, oh, well, you know, I have 10 lemons. Um, and, uh, you know, one person said, you know, they juice 10 liters of, of lemonade um, from those lemons. But then, you know, the, 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 the next person, um, which falsely claiming that, well, I have 10 lemons and I have 10 liters of lemonade. It's just not possible, right? And that's kind of, you know, the, the, the grounds in which a lot of the, the matcha having crazy numbers of catechins, um, you know, okay. that, that, that claim is based on, yeah. So being on all of those antibiotics, it, it must have really wreaked havoc on your gut and your gut health. And, um, and you used tea to sort of rebuild your gut health, um, it sounds like. And, and I know that... Um, you know, many of your teas are sort of geared towards um, healing your gut. So I was hoping that you could kind of share a little bit about those benefits with us. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think one of the most important things about about gut health and, and kind of, you know, common understanding about gut health is that the, the, imp- the foods that you eat actually play a much greater role to your gut health than eating probiotics. Um, you know, especially with the huge, you know, diversity of in, in quality of probiotic pills out there. Um, and so the way that I healed my gut health is by being very conscious of what I put into my gut. I mean, basically prebiotic foods and prebiotics are things that your gut microbiome loves to, to eat. Um, and, and in many cases, like in the case of tea, it can actually increase the number of good bugs and decrease the number of bad bugs or pathogens um, completely naturally. Uh, and so tea is one of those incredible things that is, is, is very, the theoflavins in tea, the, 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 the compounds that give tea its color are actually something that your gut bacteria um, and fungi love. They, 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 they eat it and it makes the, um, the number of good bugs, you know, basically much higher and the number of pathogens lower. Um, in addition to that, it has a tremendous impact on, on digestion, um, helping you, you know, basically poop regularly, which is, again, fundamentally important to gut health. Um, and I think, you know, many people, you know, may overlook. It's like I find so many people are doing um, gut health tests and doing all sorts of, um, you know, measuring all sorts of biomarkers, but they're actually not paying much attention to their poop. I mean, it sounds gross and, and weird and, and, and awkward, but you know, that's a pretty good sign of, of your, your gut health. Um, yeah. And actually I just a podcast yeah. um, about that subject with Dr. Marisol Tajaru. She is the queen of thrones and we just um, amazing. Yeah. yeah. We just did a great podcast on what your poop is telling you. So exactly. Um, check that podcast out. Definitely will. Um, so, you know, I would love um, for you to tell us more about your the, the crystals and why the crystals. And I'll tell you, 
that's one of the reasons I love the your peak tea because they come in these little like stick packs and they're super convenient to carry around with you. Um, and for those of you that are kind of hooked on crystal light and you know flavoring your water, um, that's what I love about the peak tea is you can flavor your your cold or room temperature water and your hot water with these crystals. So. Um, you know, tell us more about that process and, and why you, um, you know, came out with that as a, as a product. Yeah, definitely. So Peak has, two, has um, you know, two types of products. The first one is the matcha, and the second type is what we called, uh, you know, what we call tea crystals. Tea crystals are different from matcha in the sense that they're completely soluble in cold or hot water. And so what we've done is, is we've found a way to take you know, high quality loose leaf tea that's been triple toxin screened. And we extract all of the, the beneficial compounds, the flavor compounds, all of the naturally occurring stuff that's in that tea leaf into a crystalline form. So all you have to do when you prepare it, when you want to make your tea beverage is just, you know, mix it with water. So we've effectively removed the entire brewing process from the equation. And now anyone can make you know, gold medal winning teas. We actually won three gold medals at the 2018 um, Global Tea Championships with our crystals. It's the first time in history that a company won three gold medals. Um, and so the idea behind that is that convenience is very, very fundamental to our ability to keep up with health routines. I mean, in an ideal world, I would wake up and, you know, spend an hour preparing my breakfast, you know, boiling steel cutouts from scratch and you know, start washing all my whole vegetables and cutting them down to make a smoothie. But the reality is that I actually have maybe 10 minutes, right? And so, you know, everyone is constrained for time. And, you know, the whole idea behind the tea crystals is to deliver this product that is not just pure, but extremely effective. It has 12 times more antioxidants than other teas in the market because of this cold crystalline process. But most importantly, or as importantly, the convenience factor. So I can carry this stuff with me um, when I'm traveling, when I'm in the office, when I have basically no time and have this ability to drink, you know, three, three plus cups of tea a day. Um, and that's, in fact, what doctors recommend, you know, whether it's Harvard School of Public Health or any study that's ever been done on tea, you'll see that, you know, such and such, you know, results were observed and such and such dosage was administered. You know, that dosage happens to be about three cups of tea a day. Um, and so, you know, the way that I discovered the tea crystals is a, is a fun story. Um, during that year that I was traveling around the world, finding breathwork experts and TCM experts, um, you know, Chinese medicine experts, uh, plant doctors, I actually ended up in Yunnan province, which is a province in China. It's next to Tibet. It's kind of at the foothills of the Himalayas. Um, and it's where tea was first discovered uh, 3,500 years ago. And the amazing thing is that trees there are actually still that old. Like the oldest tea tree that's there is actually 3,200 years old. I went to visit it and took a photo with it. Anyone that buys Peak will see me um, hugging that tree. <laughs> that's our thank you email. Uh, and so the, the incredible thing is that the natives there, you know, they've been living symbiotically with tea for, you know, basically their entire existence. And they found a way to extract um, the, the benefits of the, the beneficial compounds of, of this tea into a paste um, called tea paste. And when I first discovered it, I was like, wow, this tea paste is ingenious because they would take it on their, on their journeys, on their hikes, you know, going from one village to the next could be like a three day hike. They would bring it with them and put it in their bottle and just dissolve or they would just 
eat it. And this would help them stay strong and energized and, you know, be able to make that, that, that journey and, and, you know, withstand the elements when it's like sunny, windy or storming or cold. Um, and I was like, wow, this is, this is incredible. Um, and that was actually the seed for me for, for, you know, our tea crystals. Yeah, that, that is so interesting. Um, it's kind of reminds me of like Dave Asprey's story about his bulletproof coffee too, going to sort of the kind of like an ancient culture and seeing what, um, you know, adding butter to, to tea and then getting the idea about coffee, um, yeah, yeah, very similar. Very yeah, similar there's there's so much wisdom, right, and um, in those indigenous cultures that um, you know can get lost. But I'm glad that you you're bringing this, you know, to us in the states. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just the whole concept of you know preventing health issues of a, of being listening to your body and being sensitive to it and you know, really trying to heal yourself before you get to the stage of doctors and, and you know, prescription drugs. Um, it's just so important, I think, to, you know, for us to, to really get this revolution going. Um, yeah. There's a lot of talk about intermittent fasting, and I actually just um, interviewed one of my favorite um, PCOS doctors, Dr. Felice Garsh, and we talked quite a bit about intermittent fasting. And I know that you also have some fasting teas that you offer. And um, I'd, love, I'd love to learn more about the, you know, why are they fasting teas and how would you use them like in an intermittent fast? Yeah, definitely. So we partnered with um, Dr. Jason Fung, who is, um, uh, you know, a nephrologist. Um, you know, he's, he's a, a well-known person in the, in the world of fasting. He wrote two kind of number one um, uh, you know, international bestsellers on, on fasting. And, you know, he had done some research that catechins and tea actually help suppress appetite. So it helps suppress the hunger hormone called ghrelin. Um, and he has been prescribing tea for his, um, you know, for his fasters, his patients there, I think maybe now thousands of them um, during their intermittent fast as a very good way to help them get through those long fasting windows and to comply with the program. Um, and in addition, in addition to the, um, the the hunger suppression, the, ap- the kind of you know appetite suppression component, the the combination of catechins and caffeine and tea can also speed up um, calorie burn or energy burn. Um, you know, essentially, you know, you burning fat for for energy, which is you know kind of another you know very desired result of fasting, obviously. And so, you know, we decided to, to partner together because he really loved the, you know, kind of triple toxin screening, the purity, the convenience, all of this stuff that we, that we offered as well as the efficacy. Um, and so our fasting teas are really kind of designed for, for fasters. It, it delivers kind of like a higher therapeutic dose. So it makes a, high, a, a bigger cup with um, higher levels of catechins. So we basically combine all of the teas with high levels of catechins. We've also, um, you know, we have two teas. And we've also incorporated in, in one of them uh, things like ginger, peppermint, citrus peels, um, which is basically a, like a bergamot peel, right? And these are all things that have either been been used for you know hundreds of years to kind of soothe digestion. So the ginger helps soothe digestion. Um, you know, been been used in obviously the Far East for you know forever in, in all sorts of cooking. Peppermint is something um, geishas in Japan used to use. They would chew on a piece of um, mint leaf before going into a meal, which would suppress their appetite so they don't overeat during the meal because it was like a sign of, um, you know, impoliteness to to just kind of, you know, basically gorge um, back in those days. 
And then the citrus peels, actually, there's a, there's a story out of, out of um, Italy in Sardinia where, you know, citrus peels were used um, to facilitate autophagy. Um, and so it's a combination of all these different types of plants with, uh, with you know, long history of, of traditional usage that is geared for all of the different fasting, um, you know, the benefits of fasting people want, whether it's autophagy or appetite suppression or, or calorie burn. And, uh, and ultimately, it helps calm you, right? So the reason Jason, um, you know, recommends tea, um, you know, over coffee in a lot of cases is because people can't handle the amount of caffeine in coffee when they're on a fast. Yeah, you know, and all of these health benefits, I mean, the, the tea just plain tastes really good. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that's I just, the most important, right? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just enjoy it. I know I bought like a little Christmas gift for myself. I bought like the whole, um, your whole suite of teas, um, and I have them all like on my counter in just a little canister, and I just kind of grab, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a candy jar, right? <laughs> Oh my goodness. You no, know, I just sort of put my hand in there and pick one out and that's that's what I make for myself. Um, oh my. Well, Amy, you're not allowed to do that again. From now on you'll have to just tell us what you'd like and we'll we'll send it to you. Oh, uh, well, you know what? <laughs> I really really love the tea and you know, I I wouldn't um, you know, we wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't love it as much as I do. Um, and I, I and I'm a big loose leaf like I like the whole um, meditative moment, I guess, of, you know, getting my loose leaf tea out and my teapot and, you know, letting it steep. Um, and, you know, sometimes, and I, and I will still do that, but I really love the convenience when I'm running out the door with the kids. It, it literally takes um, like a minute for my, my electric kettle to boil and then put the crystals in and it mixes and there's no messy tea bag or tea leaves um and it's just convenient and really yummy so thank you so much for for creating them not at all we're so grateful for you to um you know for your partnership and for your support and then endorsement it, it means the world to us um and uh, you know loose leaf tea i i i still drink loose leaf tea i love it but um you know it's 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 a it's a kind of a luxury that i you know, really just love indulging in, in, in like Saturday mornings or, you know, if I have a slower weekday morning, it's, it's a fantastic thing. Yeah. And, and then the thing that I like too is having some in my purse. So when you go to restaurants and, you know, if I want a tea, like the restaurant quality tea is usually pretty crappy. So yeah. I just ask yeah. for a, a mug of hot water and just, you know, put my crystals in there. Um, totally. And, totally. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable how poor the um, quality of tea is in restaurants and in hotels. And I think that honestly, it's one of the reasons people don't drink more tea um, in America is just the quality is so terrible. I mean, you know, you get free tea bags in, in, in you know, in your hotel room, um, you're not even in a nice hotel room, like a, you know, like a three, four star, three star hotel might have free tea in the room. That's not going to be very good, right? Um, it's just, it's unfortunate. Yeah, especially when you when you are a tea snob like me. But um, but thank you for for coming on and telling us more about the benefits of tea. And I really I really um, encourage divas listening to you know try the matcha in the morning. I, I think you'll notice the subtle energy shift and kind of lowering of of anxiety 
um, and stress and um, just like an uplifted mood. It, it's, it makes a huge difference for me. And, you know, I'd love it if you gave it a try too. Um, and we will put all of the, you know, information about peak tea and, you know, how to, how to get it in the show notes um, underneath the podcast. So Fantastic. thank you so much, Simon, for, for joining us. And thank you everyone for listening. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCUS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCUS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCUSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.